majestic are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Worthy are you. So this day we say thank you. Thank you for so great salvation through Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord. He who gave himself for us. We may be saved. Thank you. Greater love has no man. God who become man give us life that we may have eternal life the nature of God be delivered from sin and Satan be delivered from death and darkness and be translated into the kingdom of God Lord we thank you and to be trusted with the glory of God that you deposit in our hearts, in our spirit, your great treasure, the treasure of your Holy Spirit. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And so today, thank you for your power resident in us. Thank you for the living Holy Spirit. God with us, our comforter, our guide. God who leads us into all truth. God the Spirit who reveals God the Father and God the Son to us. Oh Lord, we thank you for such wonderful treasure, priceless treasure in us. So now, Lord, I yield to him, to God the Holy Spirit. And mighty one, I ask that you live through me mightily, by your working through which you are able to subdue all things unto yourself. Let sickness be subdued. Let pain, confusion, and disorder be subdued. Let sorrow bow. Let disease bow. Let infirmity bow. Let every spirit become subject to the father of all spirits today. Through the ministry of your word the teaching of your word, the preaching of the word, and the ministration of the Holy Spirit. Live mighty one. Live mightily in each life today. Holy Spirit, God Almighty, move as only you can. And by the moving of your spirit, I decree the lost saved, the sick healed, the oppressed, delivered, confused, at peace now. Now. Now, renew the face of our hearts, of our lives. Brood upon us and change chaos and confusion to order, to form. To godliness. Let the Lord be magnified. Delights in the peace and the prosperity of his servants. As for peace, as for prosperity, as for increase. Oh, I ask for God 
are to be God in every life. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. In the name of the Holy, in the name of Jesus, the mighty Holy Spirit, I thank you. Using me to touch hearts and lives. Bring people from the power of darkness to the power of God. From the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Kingdom of the dear son of God. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mighty Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you saints. Hallelujah. Thank God for your life. Amen. Thank God for every one of you with us here in the sanctuary today in Clinton, Maryland, the United States of America. Zeta's unique. Like the French thing for America. United States. Hallelujah. We ask God's blessings upon this nation. And for all of you watching from around the world, God bless you. Bless you in your homes. Bless nations in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Today I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. I want to start a series by the Holy Spirit. Title of Today's message is Spirit Gives Life. The Spirit Gives Life. That's the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit gives life. Spirit, God gives life. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, the, the reason for today's teaching and being of the series of teachings on the Holy Spirit is because, actually two reasons. The first reason is that I like to listen to God. And have him give me what to feed his children, his lamb, his people, man. That's because God himself said, Jeremiah 3.15, he said, I will give you pastors after my heart who will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. Amen. So I've been given to you by God. Amen. I'm a gift to you by God. Amen. So you say to the Lord, thank you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we are gifts from God. Seriously. Reality. That's what it is. We are gifts from God. Every gift that God gives is good. For every good and perfect gift comes from God. It doesn't stay in heaven. It comes down from God to man. So you receive something good today. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you. Yes, 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 yes. So when you when your gift is celebrated, it actually helps you do better. Amen. As a secret that you need to employ and employ in your life, not only in church, but in your life. If you appreciate the people that God has given to you as gifts, they will do better. Amen. It's just unfortunate that when our minds are not renewed, people are not born again, or their minds are not renewed. Unfortunately, instead of appreciating the people that God has put in our lives, we fight them. <laughs> Sometimes we oppose them. When you do that, their work towards you is grievous. And so you are not profited yet. Just make sure that your grandchildren feel appreciated by you. Children feel appreciated. Spouses feel appreciated. Family. This is very challenging because they are the closest to you. So start there. Amen. Appreciate students, of course, also in church. I know I'm supposed to preach and teach, but I was, as I was meditating on this message, I didn't want it is to take away from the message itself, but it still forms part of the spirit of the message. As far as, far as appreciating God's gifts. So, not to spend too much time or digress, but it's important. I just want to appreciate Reverend Janice. Amen. I want to appreciate the woman of God. Amen. So I know some of you are all the way in other parts of the world, so you can't see her. For those of us who are here in church, we want to just give the Lord a shout for your life. Amen. Hallelujah. We appreciate you, woman of God. God bless you. <laughs> Amen. And those who can see, obviously, She's, she's waving us off. She's like, all of you just sit down. <laughs> because we just embarrassed her. I know sometimes we don't do that because we don't want to feel embarrassed. It's better to, it's better to eulogize people when, when they can hear you. <laughs> you know my spirit, uh, how I live and how I minister. You know, for me, I, you know, as a minister, when people pass on, uh, I, I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about them because they can't hear me. I talk about the living and I bless the living. Yeah, that's what you ought to do. The, the, the person can't hear you. Really, honestly, does not matter at all. When you look at scripture, it's over. 
the Lord, they've gone to their reward. Eulogia is speaking good words to the living to hear. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And when you celebrate people, they'll do better. Amen. I've gone to places to preach and minister where the Spirit has moved a lot more powerfully because the people appreciated me. They're, they're like, they're excited. Amen. They appreciate the gift of God. So they receive. I mean, it's easier for you to flow. I'm telling you, if you can catch this, it'll change your life. It'll change what comes into your life. Amen. I mean, seriously, let your family know you appreciate them. Let them know. Do you know, you all know it's very nice to bring flowers when we have like a memorial service. But the person who's going to heaven does not see those flowers. See, if you got some flowers to give, give it to somebody who is alive. Praise God. Just get creative. Make a collage of pictures and just give it to them and say, I was thinking about you and I put together pictures of times we spent together I know you have them, but just I, I, I took time and, and put in an effort just to let you know I'm thinking about you. Amen. As I was preparing for the message, I was just thinking about every one of you, and I kept smiling to myself. Since God spoke to me and gave me this, this message by the Holy Spirit to start teaching you, I've been praying for you. And I think about everyone. I don't have time to go through all. I just think about everyone. How, to me, how you are. Things that I appreciate about you. I think about Pastor Sandra. I think about Pastor Apple. I think about Rosalind. And certain things that you do. Certain little things and things that you've said. You know, and I just smile to myself. So today I just want to take a moment to say, I appreciate you, World Missions Ministries. You are just absolutely a wonderful group of people. You are God's sheep, the sheep of his pasture. And I thank God for your life. I tell you, for example, Reverend Rosemary, that you're a special person. I want to say this now. Amen. Everyone is, is unique. Everyone is just wonderful the way that they are. The gifts of God that He has placed in you in your life to give to the world. Because you are a gift to others. <laughs> you know, gift unto yourself. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Is, is that uh, Jenny? I can't see the mask on. Is this, are you Jenny? Yeah. It's because of the mask. No, it's the mask. Yeah, it's just a mask. 
God bless you. God bless you. I thank God for your life. Amen. All right. So, every one of you is a gift from God to humanity. I, I, I just want to appreciate you, Karen. I want to appreciate every one. I just want to let you know, every one of you is special. Amen. God has endowed you with his graces, with his gifts. And it is my prayer that as you receive from my heart, my appreciation of you, your life, and from others, that will help you blossom. You matter. You are important. Important to God. You are important to your community. Important to this church, to this ministry. Important to the world. You matter. Can somebody say amen? You matter. Amen. Amen. As you open up to receive the love that's given to you, it'll, it'll help you awesome. It'll help you excel. This is my prayer for you. Amen. I'm teaching this series because, oh, the Lord visited me. I think I mentioned this last week, Sunday. So now maybe it'll be about 10 days, a week and a half, so. About maybe 2 a.m. one night, woke me up to pray. And maybe around 3.20 that night, I put this on my Facebook. What do you put in my heart? That he was pouring out of his spirit on his people. This is the season outpouring. Amen. And then, as uh, the Lord would have it, that same day, in the morning prayer, the 5 a.m. prayer, uh, Pastor Sandra, I think a couple of people, maybe Reverend Stephanie, forgive me, if get the names right, but a couple of people also mentioned how the Lord had given them a message same day. Oh, I mean, this would be like maybe three, four hours after God had spoken to me. It's just amazing that he's pouring his rain on his people. So although I obviously knew and was assured of God's word to me, now there's double assurance. Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is what? established. I was like, okay, yes, there is a witness by the Holy Spirit through others. Amen. Now we know, let me actually show you this from Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1. We know that 
in the time when God says, I'll pour out my rain, the rain of my spirit. We know that we're supposed to pray for more of it. <laughs> so come with me to Zechariah chapter 10 and verse 1. says, ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So ask of the Lord. This is talking about prayer. Everybody with me? So pray, I could say, you know, like Jesus said, complete this for me. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. So, obviously, we're talking about prayer, right? Yes, maybe. Amen. Okay. So, ask ye of the Lord. That means pray to God. Yes, so this is talking about prayer. Everybody agrees? Ask ye of the Lord rain. When? In the time of the latter rain. So there is a time of ladder. What's the opposite of ladder? Former. Okay. So there's a former rain and then ladder rain. If there's ladder, obviously there was a former. The former will be the first rain. The ladder will be the one that comes after the first. So that'll be the second. This is actually talking more from the geography of the land of Israel, the rainy seasons that they had to give moisture to land, you know, agricultural purposes, for life, really, but specifically, really, for harvest, harvesting. So the early rain and the latter rain, that's what they had. In America, we have four seasons. In a place like Ghana, West Africa, there are two seasons. There's a rainy season and a dry season. So you have to read this in the context of the land, geography of the land. So in Israel, there will be the early rain, the latter rain. The early rain would come to make to make to kind of like help break the fallow ground and this is really what it is when, whenever you have time I think Psalm 65 talks about this you can study it and see it there uh, they'll, they'll have a, a dry season and then in the dry season, obviously there's not much water, so the earth, earth is parched. It's dry. And then what will happen is that just like the earth when it's dry, oh no, no, just like human beings when we are thirsty, we want to drink, we just feel or desire to drink. The earth also, 
when it's dry, gets to a point where it desires water. Does that make sense? Just like humans. I mean, naturally, normally, or generally, for most people, when you get thirsty, you desire water. Isn't that right? Obviously, there may be cases where some people just go without drinking water. They realize it. It's not healthy. So the normal thing is that. Desire water. In your notes, underline the word desire because it's important for this message. Desire. Man. If, if you're like Pastor Meg, who can go through her whole day without drinking water, I pray for you. Like I pray for her. May you desire water. May you not forget to drink water. Because it is healthy for you. You need to be hydrated. Your organs need water. So as I pray for Pastor Meg, I pray for you. Amen. All right. But this word desire is important. If you don't desire, you will never receive. It is the desire of the righteous that gets granted. When it comes to prayer... God says he'll give you the desires of your heart. You can't go through life. We just did a series on hope. You can't go through life where you don't have any hope. There's, there's got to be things that you desire. Amen. I was telling you the two reasons why I'm doing this series. One, because I always pray, Lord, what, what's, what's fresh from heaven? What's the word for your people? And he visited maybe 10 days ago, a week and a half, and said, I'm raining upon my people, pray. You know, like 2 a.m. prayed, maybe for an hour and a half or so. Then, you know, I posted this. Then we got a confirmation same day. So I knew. All right, right after teaching on hope, the next place to go was to teach about the Holy Spirit because that's what he's revealing to me. And then I thank God. I'm already assured, but he makes assurance double assured by speaking through two other witnesses, I think. That's comforting for a pastor. And I appreciate that gift coming from others. Your, your gift is important to me. To help me minister to you. To help me do what God's called me to do. So that you will profit. I appreciate you. Amen. You are important. You are valuable. You need to appreciate you yourself. <laughs> Can't give what you don't have. You need to know you got something. And it's not pride. You need to know God has gifted you. Like Paul will say... May you receive the grace that is upon my life. You need to know you have some grace on your life. It's, it's not pride. Not at all. You need to know you have grace from God. 
Amen. But another reason why I'm teaching this, this series on the Holy Spirit is this. It takes the Holy Spirit to actualize, to manifest, to cause your desires or your hopes to abound. For there to be a manifestation, an outcome, an end result, what I desire to manifest, to show forth, you need the Holy Spirit for the farmer to have his expectation of a good harvest to happen. If you have no rain, if he has no water, there's not going to be any harvest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. You can have the soil. You can have the seed. You can go plant. You can wish. You can pray. You can fast. You got no rains. You have no harvest. Amen. So I can see. I can just see by the spirit. I can see from scripture that the, I, I, God's, God, God is all wise. When you, when you teach about hope, the next place we have to go has to be the spirit. Because if I'm desiring a harvest, and I got no rain. There is no harvest. Can, can you see this? You're in Zechariah, right? Zechariah 10. Let me just show you that. Let me, let me show you this. Help me, Lord. Let me show you this. Romans 15, 4. I think. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to find it. Find it. If it's not for this. It's Romans 15. Romans 15. 13. Romans 15. 13. 15. 13. And we did, we did Romans 15, 4 when we're doing the series on hope, right? Let's see what it says. Romans, I'll, I'll read 15, 15, 4, and then I'll read 13. Romans 15, 4, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Yeah. So the word of God gives you hope, Right? You can just put that in your spirit. But the point I'm making, even before we go back to the word of God giving us hope, the point I'm making is in verse 13. Now the God of hope, you can, you can, if God is your God, you can't live without hope. He's called the God of hope. Amen. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound, abound in hope. But how? By itself? No. No. The scripture continues. Let's all continue looking at it. Romans 15, 13. Abound in hope. Continue. Through what? The 
power of the Holy Spirit abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So what, what scripture is saying here is that where there's hope, the Spirit is present. When the Spirit is moving, hope is, is, is working. It's, it's, being, it's being helped to manifest. The Spirit works, moves to manifest hope. You, can't, you cannot have hope manifesting without the move of the Spirit. That's got to be the moving of the Spirit. Like I pray today that you brood upon our hearts and change the chaos and the confusion to peace and order. Amen. There has to be a moving of the Spirit. Otherwise, there's, nothing's going to happen. There's no creation. Right? If you go back to, we're not going to turn to it, but you know it. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1 in your mind, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. So it's, it's chaotic, yes? And then what does he say next? And the Spirit of God moved on the surface of the waters. The Spirit moved. If there is chaos in your life, I pray for the moving of the Spirit of God in your life. Expect it. Receive it in Jesus' name. It's going to happen. But God needs... For what I just prayed for to happen, God needs for you to do something. God needs for you to, to desire order. Come on, think about it. So, God's creating. I don't have time to get into all of it. But you all know that in Genesis, when you read it, if you're going to read it with an open mind and not be religious and just start fighting and fighting everything, if you read it with an open mind, we all know Something was wrong right there in Genesis 1. Let's do this together again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? Then the earth was without form and void. Let me ask you a question. Wherever in the Bible does it say God makes something without form? Where does it say God makes something void? Does it even make sense to make something void? If you're going to create, create whatever, start a company, would you start at void? No. So with an open mind, you obviously know something went wrong. Something is wrong there. Come on, people. We may not understand the theology. We may not know everything. But you see, we have to be honest people. Christians, we have to be honest people. Don't shut people down when you don't have the answer and they ask you a question, you don't have the answer. You just say, you know, don't shut them. No, 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 no. You have to critically examine it. Something went wrong in Genesis. Something went wrong. Because God doesn't make without form. God doesn't make chaotic. But there's chaos in Genesis 1. That is just simply because the, the description of the creation is actually two things. That God was the original creator of the earth. Number one. 
Then number two, there is a recreation right there. So there are actually two creations in Genesis chapter 1. Tells you about the first creation that nothing ever existed. God made everything from from the get-go. And then at some point, something happened that changed the way God had made everything. And made it chaotic. Made it bad. Then God, we don't know how long it took, but after some point, after that chaotic thing had happened and everything was a mess, at some point, God says, this is what I desire. This is what I want to do now. Now I want to make man in, well, actually, he said, let us make man in our image and our likeness. That, ladies and gentlemen, suggests this, that before he said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, whatever existed before was not in his image and likeness. Yes. So, put that in your own life. You may have wondered something before, and it happened, and as you are going on with your life, whatever, maybe marriage, family, uh, career, investment, whatever it was, you know, relationship with your friends, whatever, and as you are going on, something happens. Then everything becomes chaotic. As it's become chaotic, don't accept it. Now sit down and pray. Let your heart nurse over this thing. Go over it, meditate on it, and then say, this is what I desire. Come up with a new plan and say, okay, this is what I want. I know I've been through this and now it's chaotic. I'm not going to give up. And I'm not going to start calling all women donkeys and all men donkeys and all men dogs and all women cats. And all. I'm not going to do those things that sinners do. Come on, people. You may not like it, but I know I'm teaching you real good. This is life transforming. So you got to sit back and you got to go over, okay, all right, this is what I wanted. I started it and those kind of got messed up and everything dried up. And you know what? I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to accept this. This is what I want. So like an architect, Draw a new plan. Come up with a new, a new design. We're not going to give up. No. The fact that the nation had a war, the Spanish war, and things like this, does it mean we have to let, just let things be? No, no, no. Let's form a better union. Amen. The fact that America had a history of slavery doesn't mean we got to live like the way things were. No. No. So let's sit down and let's say, okay, okay, let's see what we're going to do. Okay, this is what we desire. A more perfect union. And let's work towards it. Come on, people. You have to have a desire. Jesus taught us. He said it is only those who are thirsty who are going to be filled. 
If you're thirsty and you're hungry, you have to have a desire. You have to have a desire. So God says, all right, now let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over this earth. That suggests to me that at the time God was saying, let my man have dominion, it was because something else had had dominion that God no longer wanted that thing to have dominion. So he was giving it into your hands. Amen. So your family has had demonic attacks. Now you have sat down. You have studied the word. And you have seen that it is not supposed to be that way. So come up with a new plan. And begin to ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Do you know why he said the time of the latter rain? In this case, not even the time of the spring rain. The time of the latter rain is because the latter rain is what comes to cause the seed to blossom as I prayed for you and become a great harvest. Yes. The first rains only come to satiate, satisfy the initial long, longing of the earth for rain after it's been parched, it's been dry. And it's like, please, please, anything. Give me, give me. The earth is crying out and the heavens hear. Heavens give rain. May your heavens hear your hearts cry and give rain. So that the dryness will be removed and then prepare the ground of your heart to receive the seed of the word. Amen. So that the seed can be implanted in the heart and can germinate and begin little by little, to spring up, begin to grow, and then spring up. Then the second rains, that is the latter rain, will come to cause that which has begun springing up to now shoot up, to blossom. Lift up your hands in prayer. Amen. That is how something can take so long to begin to grow, and then suddenly it just blows up. Because it has received a lot of rain. You must have that desire. The earth desires. It's parched. It's hungry for rain. It's screaming, crying out to the heavens for rain. Let the heavens hear the earth. You know, there's a scripture, there's a prayer that says, May the heavens hear the earth. May the heavens hear that. May the heavens, there are some prayers in the Bible that are beautiful. You need to learn them and pray them. The heavens hear, hear the earth and answer. It's a prayer we're going to pray for this nation, especially those who are going to be in the group fast and pray. Praying for this nation through May. The exact date God gave me is 21st May, 2025. We will fast and pray. Amen. Choose a day that you prefer. Fast that day. Pray for the nation. You can pray for your nation as you listen to me. Amen. God will hear and answer. But one of the prayers that we will learn to pray from the scriptures concerning a nation, building a nation, it says, that which 
demonic horns. This is straight out of scripture. Demonic horns have come to destroy. You know, like the horns of a bull. You know, come to gore. You know, and, and break down. God says, this is a prayer in the Bible from Zacharias. God says that I will raise up carpenters to build the nation. America needs some spiritual carpenters, builders, to build this nation. Because there are some spirits that have gored people. Gored the soul of the nation. Two days before, and, and you can check this out. I put it in my post so it's recorded. Two days before January 6th, this is January 4th, God gave me a revelation. You check my post, you will see it. I'm making it up. I don't need to prove to somebody that I'm a prophet or I don't care about any title. God called me and I know who I am. Don't compete with anybody. If I compete with anybody, it's with myself to improve, to be better. But January 4th, God gave me a revelation of a woman who had opened the front door to her house. The storming, you can see the wind is boisterous, leaves, debris blowing into her house. She can see it. She is in the neighborhood, so she could see it. The front door was open, and she had no, she just wasn't, she didn't care about going to shut the front door. And I'm like, wait a minute, can't see, can't, can, can't, can't she see this? And I see she can see it. So, so you're seeing, while watching, there's like a movie, and you're asking questions. You ever watch a movie and talk to yourself? I think some of you are strange like me. You even pray. There have been times I have prayed. Like somebody I like in the movie. It's about to be heard. I'm coming, come on, come on, he's coming. Hey, in the name of Jesus. Oh, sorry. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm talking, I'm, I'm seeing, watching this vision. And I'm talking. I'm like, can't she see? And I see she's, she looks at the open door so she can see. It's like each time you ask a question, God shows you. Can't she see that? It, and then I see her looking. I ask a question and God shows me another frame in the movie. I see her looking at the house and the front door is open so she could see. I'm like, well, somebody has to shut this door. And Lord said, pray for the nation. That get into it and for, for it to be sidetracked or people to miss the spirit. It gets, sometimes gets people things, things get political and people miss it. So I won't go into too, too many details. But uh, so anyway, the, the, the heart of this nation was open and it manifested on January 6th. I don't care what, what side you stand politically, it's not the point, but it is actually ridiculous that we can have the U.S. capital invaded, not by China, not by Russia, but by Americans. And that is Satan's finest way of destroying a people from within. It, it wasn't North Korea. It wasn't Russia. It wasn't China. He says, just go ahead and destroy yourselves. You don't even know who you are. 
and why you've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Your place in history have forgotten. May that not be your portion. In Jesus' name. We know in whom we have believed. It shall be unto us. As God said. For the Lord has given me a revelation that he is pouring out his rain. May your land receive. And may your land bear. Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So you can now see how come we would go. I'm the spirit. I marvel at this because I know I can't think of this. I could not have thought of, okay, we do a series of, of teaching, you know, on hope. And Reverend Janice picked up on it. Whenever she preach or teach, she would be on the same subject. We did this maybe for two months, I think. And I remember doing a teaching and, and the Lord told me that's the end. And I mentioned it. It's like you've exhausted in your spirit. There's more, but for where he's taking us, building us, he's like, it's enough. And so you start thinking, you're a pastor, and you start thinking, okay, where do we go next? It's like if you're building a house. You know, there's a plan to the building. You need to do the foundation, they do the walls, windows, stuff. There's a plan. So I start thinking, what's next? You know? I tell you, I'm tell you something, this job's not easy. Let me ask you this. How many of you can preach to a group of people every Sunday? Every Sunday for five years and the people are not bored. You think that's easy? Five, no, no, let's, let's not do five years. One year. Let's just take... How many of you can do this job? You preach, you preach, and the same people keep coming. Some of you, after three day, three sessions, your, your, your message, you finished. You, you, you got nothing else to say. Can, just think about it. You, you got to preach to this, you got to preach to people, right? Every Sunday for a whole year. And then they, they keep coming. And the next year, they're with you. Some of you have been with me for 20 years. If, you, if I didn't have anything to say, would you still keep coming? <laughs> no. But where does the stuff come from? It's because there's a gift. It comes from God. It is, it is an inexhaustible fountain. For me, actually, the problem is, keep, try to keep it short. <laughs> Cut it off. That's the problem because I, I, I got to, oh, I, I can talk all night long and, until, and, and I'm excited and I'm, I'm just living and enjoying it. Afterwards, I'm wiped out, just tired. But while I'm doing it, oh my God, then I'm just, I can keep going. Like the Energizer battery. You know, it's a gift. Amen. I thank God for it. All right, so... We are where God wants us to be. We need to hear about the Holy Spirit. We need to understand him, the Spirit, Holy Spirit. Know that he is God. Understand him and cooperate with him. Work with him. 
Like I pray today, Holy Spirit, you have your way. Holy Spirit, you reveal Christ to us. Reveal God to us. I mean, understand that he's a living being. He is God. And you need to acknowledge him, glorify him, and work together with him. Because God the Father is in heaven. God the Son, Jesus, after he died, he went to heaven. He ascended to heaven. So we don't have God the Father and God the Son with us on earth. We have God the Holy Spirit. But there are, there are even some churches where they don't talk about the Holy Spirit. You try coming and talk about the Holy Spirit, they kick you out. How can you run a church without the Holy Spirit? How can you live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit? Nobody can even get born again without the Holy Spirit. There's some places they don't, you, have, you, you all know about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's, this is not like denominations fighting. In the Bible, John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water. But there's one coming after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He said it. Why are we fighting about it? Why, how can we say, well, in my church, we're not going to get into the, all that baptism, all that weird stuff. You dare call it weird? And then you say you claim you're representing God? When Jesus said, the flesh profits nothing. No wonder he said, by your traditions, you made the word of God of no effect. But if the spirit is not present, there's not going to be a harvest. A harvest of souls, a harvest of harmony, a harvest of health, wealth, wisdom, whatever. Everything comes from the spirit. Amen. So if you have a chaotic situation, sit back. Just take some time. Sometimes maybe you go away for a weekend just to spend time with God. To deal with that particular thing. And after the weekend, you come up with a plan. God will give you a plan. Say, okay, now, I'm going to do this thing again. This time, it's going to be bigger and better. Amen. Yes, just because Satan attacked me. Now, for my trouble, I'm going to get double. Praise God. And you say, this is what I desire. That's what happened to God. Created this world. And he created it to be habitable. Then it became other than habitable. It became inhabitable. Yes, it got messed up. So now, at a conference of the Father, the Word, and the Spirit... In their deliberation, they come up with a new design, new plan. This time they said, we're going to put our man in charge who is made in our image and our likeness. You be like the father, you be like the son, and you be like the spirit. There's the nature of the father that is different from the son and that different from the spirit, but they are all one and in agreement. Yes, yes, yes. There's something the father does, the son doesn't do, though they are working together. There's a job the son does, the father doesn't do. It was not the father who died on the cross. Neither was it the Holy Spirit who died on the cross. It was the son of God who died on the cross. Yes. The father sent the son. So they have different functions, but they are equal. And they are united so they made us in their image. 
So there's a part of you that operates like the Father. There's the love of the Father that you are immersed in, baptized in. There is the grace of Jesus Christ that you are immersed in, baptized in, and you function in. And there is the fellowship, the partnership, the partaking of, eating together from the same bowl, at the same table, with the Holy Spirit. Not God, not the Son, but with the Holy Spirit. And through him, you have fellowship with the Father and the Son. You understand? Amen. What is, do you understand in Russian? French. How do you say, do you understand? Comprenez? Capiche? You get it? Amen. You with me? I know, just trying to keep you awake. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So did you see that from the word? You, you can't, the moment you talk about hope, you have to see the Holy Spirit is there. Again, look at it, Romans 15, 13. Was it 13? Is the one that was it 13? I know you're an accountant. Accountants don't forget figures, you know. Is it 13? Yeah, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through, everybody with me, through, you read it, the power of the Holy Ghost. May you abound in hope. May the rain of the Spirit fall on your desire, your hunger, and may you be filled. May you receive your harvest. The moment you see hope, oh, you're going to see the spirit. But let me show you a scripture, and then I come, I come back to Romans. I'm going to come to Romans. We're going to go to Romans 8, but don't go to Romans 8 yet. Go to James 5, verse 7. James 5, verse 7, and we'll come right back to Romans. So James 5, verse 7. Are you there? Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Jesus is coming back. Be patient. Look for him. He's coming. Amen? The second coming of the Lord. But also, I want you to apply this to the Lord coming to visit you. The visitation of the Lord to bless you. The Lord showing up in your life. We're good? Okay. James 5, 7. Be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer, King James Version uses what word? Husbandman, thank you. Waits. He waits for what? The precious fruit of the earth. So does he have an expectation? Yes. Does he have hope? Yes. Is he desiring something? Yes. He's waiting. He's desiring something. He's waiting. Amen. If you don't desire to be married, that's your choice. That's fine. But if you desire to be married in your heart, don't be opposed to marriage. 
And your conversations don't be opposed to it. Right. Some people are not strong enough in their spirit. Whichever group they are with, they just keep changing their confession based on what the group says. Double-minded person receives nothing from the Lord. All right, be patient therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer or the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receive what? The early and the latter rain. There's the rain again. For the farmer to get the harvest, what he desires, what he's hoping for, you got to have the rain. It's impossible for God himself to harvest souls from the earth without sending the Holy Spirit. No wonder Jesus said, ladies and gentlemen, in Acts chapter 1, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit, power from on high. And then you shall be what? Witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, help me, Judea, what's the other place? Samaria, and then finally, the outermost parts of the earth. Hey, did somebody say United States of America? Yes, 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 yes that's good. So it tells you need. Amen. Then we go to Haiti. Then we go to Jamaica. Yaman. Yeah, Hallelujah. All over the world. The islands shall wait for his law. God is going to reap a harvest of souls from all over the world. Angels will rejoice each time people come into the kingdom of God. In fact, heaven itself, the new Jerusalem, is desirous, is ready to receive the harvest of souls from around the world. Yes. The Holy Spirit says, come. Jesus, bring the harvest in. And the bride also says, come, bring the harvest in. I'm ready. Amen. And the saints, the preachers, the disciples of the Lord also say to the world, come. There has to be a desire for the rain and Prayer for the rain. Amen. Have a good desire for your daughters and for your sons. And then pray for them. Come on people. Pray for them. And don't keep changing your confession each time you join a group or a new thing that blows into town. And then everybody starts saying whatever it is. No, 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 no. Stay on course with God. The farmer knows what seed he put in the ground. And he has a picture of what harvest he wants. Don't keep changing your confession. Ask the Lord for rain. When? In the time of rain. In fact, in the time of the latter rain. Oh, I love the Lord. So now I can see why we had to go from hope to the Holy Spirit. Because without the reign of the Holy Spirit, 
there is no harvesting of what we desire or hope for. But there shall be a performance. There shall be a performance of what you believe. There shall be. Oh, I see the chaotic situation changing. And I see order coming. I see God's man begin to take charge. And I see you driving out the demonic forces. God did it and you can do it too. He said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Literally, from the Hebrew, the earth became. We translate it to English. The earth became without form and void. In other words, initially, it was not without form and void, but it became it. Tohu va bohu. In Hebrew, tohu va bohu means it became null and void, chaotic. But it originally wasn't that way. Then God comes up with a new design. He says, this time, I will make man in my image. And he will have dominion over the earth. If I had time, maybe yeah, through the series, we'll get, we'll get to see all this. Because before Adam and Eve were created, angels ruled the earth. I know, uh, maybe I shouldn't have said this because I don't have time to get into it. Somebody online is going, oh, what is this pastor talking about? Because I know my church, you have taught these things, so you have a foundation. It's easy for you. So if you're online, you don't have the foundation, just excuse me, you got to bear with me. We will cover it. <laughs> we will cover it. Uh, amen? Amen. Praise God. Uh, but, you know, those of you curious and you want to just explore, you can read Ezekiel 28, Isaiah 14. So I've given you scriptures. It's there. Go check it out. Ezekiel 28 and Isaiah 14. It's there. You're going to see it. Amen. I'll give you even a third scripture. You can check out Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 23 to 26. It's also there. Amen. I'm not getting into that too much today. So, I said we're going to come to Romans, I think. Yes? You remember the chapter? Eight. Wow, I'm glad you came today. You're very attentive. Praise the Lord. So Meg told me, she said, don't ask them why they are quiet. They are quiet because they are listening. Today you're really listening. I think everybody had breakfast before they came. Nobody's sleeping. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory to Jesus. All right, so Romans 8, is it? Okay. And I think I told you that wherever you see hope, you see the spirit. Or wherever you see the spirit, you see hope. I mean, you have a desire, you have hope, you got to have a rain. You know, I want a harvest. You got to have a rain. You have to have the rain on the ground to get a harvest. Isn't that right? I think that's where we were. So Romans 8, 24, maybe. Let's see. Uh, 20. You know, this is too good, too good, too good. Oh, Jesus, I think. Romans 8, let's do 22, 22. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Wow. Is this true? Yeah, man. Sometimes the world is so wet, messed up. Man. Yeah, even animals are like, this is not cool. Uh, yeah, I recently read about... Uh, 
how uh, zoos eventually changed it, but they had uh, had limited space for these bears. They just kept pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth. It took some time for zookeepers and for humans to figure out what was going on. They thought they were going crazy or something was wrong with them. They're used to roaming long distances. So eventually we figured out that the pacing back and forth was to make up for their inability to be free to roam all over. So that from that, actually, they changed their habitat a little bit. But interesting for them. Not the best, but they make it, made it larger, made it more interesting, like with, you know, valleys and some obstructions and water and stuff like that. It's not really the best for those animals. I'm, I'm not going off. Just, I just need to support my, my teaching. Yeah, but I mean, when you put animals in zoos, you know, you kind of limit them, right? Anyway, so they're grown. I mean, that was all to support what Sir Karen said. Even animals grow. The earth even grows. You know, earthquake, that's the earth groaning. It is like, sin is just in me, <laughs> just complaining. Yes. Unfortunately, the prince of the power of the air sometimes uses nature destroy life and property. You need to pray against that. Yes? Okay, so Romans 8, 22. So we're all in agreement that the earth grows, right? Don't raise your hand, but ask you a question. Do you also groan sometimes? Yeah, I know, I know you're all people of faith. You're in church, so you're going to lie and say you never groan. All right, we're going to be truthful. Who's going to tell, join me and say, yeah, sometimes I groan, Pastor. <laughs> I, I close my eyes. I don't look at you. You can raise your hand and say, yeah, I groan, Pastor. The Lord bless you, man. And the Spirit come upon your life. You know, when we live a lie, there's no breakthrough. But when we admit, Lord, you know, uh, this is not the best. And I just pray that the wind of the Spirit blow upon my life. Breakthrough work. Yes. Scripture says we groan. Oh, we groan. Sometimes you wonder if you should have started that business. It's too much. Too much. Sometimes with some people even raising their children. It's like too much. You have a child who will not sleep at night. You get no rest. Child that's colicky or whatever. Yeah, it's too much. So Meg and I prayed for this family. A child, this particular child used to have, you know, nightmares, and this child will not sleep in the room because, and he said initially, you know, when children, sometimes children start saying things, you know, parents just brush it off. So they see 
manifestation the child's like like something is really wrong with the child something is child's really disturbed so initially it was like you know uh, there the people fighting in my, in my closet people fighting at night in my closet and the parents like you know you know children sometimes say stuff the parents brushed it off so the child was like beginning to lose his mind you know screaming when sleeping the And yeah, there was a there was there was a warfare in the closet. Just closet, man. At night. Terrorizing this child. Can you imagine you have your room, you are there by yourself? Right? And and uh, you like you invite a pastor to come in to see. And and there's nobody, like no thief or no, nobody, but there's all this ruckus, there's all this mayhem inside a closed closet. Isn't that weird? Now, if, if you're a child, wouldn't that drive you nuts? But sometimes a child tells a parent this, and we just brush it off. You have to notice this. When, when children say things that are just so far out, they're just out there, pay attention. Because there's some things that are just not normal. So if they say, you, you're like, you got to pay attention. For, for my child to say, the people fighting in my closet, don't brush it off. You say, explain it to me. Please, are you with me? Just, just take a moment. You, we're always rushing. Take a moment and say, baby, what did you say? Explain it. I want to understand. You know, don't, don't, uh, don't act all scared or, you know, but just say, Casually, just say, what, what did you say? Can you explain what you mean? All right? Please. There's this little girl. Parents are going to bathe the little girl. They put that girl in the bathtub. And she starts screaming. I can see this person, this woman, at the, at the door, at the uh, the, uh, the door, the entrance to the bathroom. This is how it started. Making faces or doing whatever, scaring the child. Incidentally, I saw the same person that the child would see. And I've never, I had never met the person. Till today, I've never met the person. When I described to the parents, this person that I saw, parents said, we know this person. And it happened that it was a person who was doing whatever spiritual, just so it makes sense to you, I just use a word like juju, voodoo, Black magic, yeah, whatever it was that they were involved in, they were using something to terrorize the child. On a different continent, I'm in America. I have a revelation. I see this woman, and I happen to describe the woman to the parents, and the parents say, It's this person. Can, can you imagine this? You've never seen a person before. God gives you a revelation, and you see this person. And so you just describe it. I just describe, Yo, I saw this person. And they said this to me, 
And they said, you know, like they're going to come attack me, you know, because I destroyed their work. And can you imagine, you know, Reverend Rosemary, you, you're in your house, you're, you're praying, yeah? And the God gives you a vision. In this vision, you actually see this person, and the person says to me, says to me, you destroyed my work. I tried to attack this child, and you destroyed it. I'm going to come against you. Says this to me, I'm going to come against you. Yes. And then specifically said, next time I'll bring fire. Says this to me. Yeah. Life is weird, huh? <laughs> but I mean, don't, don't be disturbed. I, I, that's my job. I'm, I have the grace. I'm anointed. <laughs> I'm in charge. Come on, people. I am in charge. God knew I could handle it. Because sometimes when you tell these people like, Ooh, oh my God, don't let anything like that. I'm the pastor. You're another pastor. I'm supposed to watch over somebody, yes? Okay, so I'm equipped. After the chaos, he put Adam in charge. Yes? Yeah, and Adam was in charge. So the devil is like, I'm so jealous, I want this thing back. Went through the wife, and then the both of them messed up. And God comes again, and God puts you back in charge. And this time he says, okay, we're going to change it. We're going to change it, baby. We're going to change it. This is how we're going to assure it. I'm going to make this man by the quickening spirit. At this point, I'm just excited about this. This is just me, like in a Bible study, going, oh, Lord, I just, oh, God. And the scripture just flowing like, I'm like, this is amazing. Let me show you this. This is, just, this is too good. The first Adam was made natural. The second Adam was made spiritual. By what? The quickening spirit. The Holy Spirit. So now I'm in charge by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. First Adam was placed in charge, but he did not operate by the Holy Spirit. So he lost it. And God made us again in Christ by the quickening spirit. He gave us the life of God. He gave us Zoe, the nature of God. And then he gave us dunamis, the ability of God. Then he gave you exousia, the authority of God. So you have Zoe, the life of God. You have dunamis, the dynamic explosive power of the Holy Spirit and you have exousia, the authority of the name of the Lord Jesus. That whatever you bind on earth is bound. Whatever you lose is loose. You lock up is locked. You open and it's open. You have the key of David given to you. Isn't Jesus said before Jesus died, come on people, before Jesus died, Matthew 16, Matthew 18, he said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom. He didn't say I have given you. He said, I will give you and when you read Revelation chapter 1, he said, I'm he that lived and was dead, but I'm alive, alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and death. There was a time he said, I'm going to give it to you. Now, when he was raised up, he said, I have the keys. How did he get it? Hebrews 12. Hebrews 2 tells us that he became, he took on the likeness of human form like us. That through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. He became human like us that through death he might destroy him that had, past tense, had the power of death. 
Satan had the power of death. Satan does no longer have the power of death. So I cancel any prophetic word from any prophet, false prophet over your life and your family that you're going to die. You, you see early graves and, and coffins. I cancel all that because the devil does not have the power of death. Jesus has the keys of hell and of death and he has given you the keys. It's, in, it's vested in his name. Your authority, your exousia is vested in the name of Jesus. Not in your name to give away. It's in the name of Jesus. Not in the power of the natural man, Adam, to give away. It is now by the power of the quickening spirit of God. The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That through the word of God, the scriptures, you may abound in hope. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, your hopes, your desires may manifest. There is no harvest without rain. And who is the rain? The Holy Spirit. Ah, receive an outpouring. Amen. Amen. Oh, there's so much. Okay, Romans 8, verse 23. And not only they, not only creation, but ourselves also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves groan. Did you see this? So all of you who lied that you never groan, you know the Bible now found you out. <laughs> we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. That is the redemption of our body. May the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead who dwells in you quicken your mortal body. Amen. I pray for my body to be quickened. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Two nights back. Was it two or, two or three nights back? So we made this mistake, right? We got stuff from the dry cleaners. And instead of hang, you know, hanging it up, you know, sometimes you're rushing, you don't do it, you know, and then you say, oh, I'll do it later. So we draped it over the bed, yes, and, and then forgot. Well, I went to sleep, and it slid off. You know how there, there's a plastic it slid off? I'm not aware of it. In the middle of the night, something pokes me between my nail and the flesh, my foot. Oh, woke me up. I was like, I, I woke up binding, you know? Because, yeah, I, I mean, I'm like... Yes, it's got to be like demonic thing because <laughs> in the name of Jesus, it was a hanger. It was, man, it was just painful. And it, I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but like, you know, we, we grew up playing soccer, you know, football, soccer, and you know, you hurt yourself a lot, scrapes and all. And I know this: when your nail comes off, man. So right away, I began to think about Reverend Janice, something that she preached, because my mind went back to those soccer. Like, you know, abrasions, you cut yourself, you hurt yourself. I just remember the pain of having this thing, you know, and I'm, I'm dreading what 
it will be and how bad. I don't know if you notice, and sometimes it takes longer to heal. Those, when you have a cut, your nail there in between the flesh and the nail. So my mind is going all over the place. And then I remembered, you know, something that she said in one of the messages. God said to her that, you know, don't go over. Don't paint a picture. Don't get a collage. Don't bring a collective history of, you know, like family. This is in the family. And I remembered that I'm now picturing all the abrasions, cuts, and things that I had playing soccer. I, I, I was actually picturing, I, I remember, uh, you know, one time I'm running, playing soccer, like I'm running with the ball, and somebody cuts me, and I'm going to fall flat on my face. You know, just going to fall flat on my face. And we've been taught judo, uh, Dad, so how to break your fall. But the force, if I try to just go straight to break my fall, I'll, you know, so you roll with it. So I rolled. Well, in rolling, instead of my face scratching the ground, I rolled on my shoulder. So I had this, you know, I have a tattoo here from the, you know, on my shoulder. And I remember going to school. This is high school. I'm in high school. So for maybe two or three weeks, I went to school wearing, you know, a toga cloth over, you know, because I couldn't wear anything over. Yeah, wear a shirt. And all of that, Reverend James, all that, that picture came back to me. And then I remember this message, the word, I'm telling you, the word will save you. The word came up. Reject the collective memory. You know? So right there, I began to speak to my legs. I'm not even going to look now. In the name of Jesus, you are healed. The same spirit that raises us from the dead dwells in me. You quicken my mortal body in Jesus' name. I began speaking. Amen. And then decided, I'm not going to look. So I didn't look. And after a while, it was like the pain began to subside. Then I went about my business the whole morning, afternoon, and then in the evening I remembered, oh, oh, I had this thing. I checked, oh my God, there's nothing. I'm like, hallelujah, <laughs> glory. Praise God. Now I have to go remove the, uh, the dry cleaning physically. Oh, I told Pastor Meg, she said, oh, something like you're too gentle or something. She said, like, if it was, I, I would just, I just push all the things onto the floor. I would just push. I, I just, I just move them, you know. I'm, I'm hurt like that. I'm just, everything is gone. Just onto the floor. <laughs> yes, we groan. We groan Sometimes times. I mean, we just read it. Yes, don't we? Okay, I'm, I'm not done with Romans 8. This is a series, so we're going to continue. I'm not done with Romans 8, but I'm going to show you this picture so that we can pray with it. All right? Okay, let's do this. Make it easy. We're there. Romans 8, verse 24. For we are saved by hope. 
But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? If you're hoping for something, you haven't seen it, right? Yeah, so keep hoping for it patiently, waiting. Verse 25. But, but if we hope for that we see not, then do we with what? Patience wait for it. So whenever you're hoping for something, you need to have patience, yes? Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Romans eight twenty-six. I'm just uh, waiting for it to hit you. Look at that. Did it hit you? Similarly. Likewise. The spirit. You don't even have to read on. Just hold it right there. We've just been talking about hope. Yes? If you're hoping for what you have not seen, you patiently, a farmer patiently waits for the harvest till he receives the, the rain. You're not going to have a harvest without a rain. If you're hoping for it, patiently waiting for it, the next thing you need is the reign of the spirit. So just as the Bible's been painting this picture about people hoping that I'll come, coming out of this groaning period into a new season where God do new things in my life and I blossom and I walk as a head and not the tail above and not beneath and that pain is gone and I no longer have the picture of the collective memories of my broken leg or the abrasions or this or whatever it is, but I have a picture, a new picture that he painted for me. Newness of life, newness of spirit, a new life. If anybody is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is passed away. What's the next word? Behold. Behold. Let your heart be captured by this. Be seized by it. Focus on it. Glare at it. Behold, the new has come. We're going to pray. I want you to have a new picture. Maybe you've been groaning, but you have to have a new picture. There was chaos. There was darkness on the face of the earth. But God had a new picture of a habitable earth. Isaiah 45, 18, I'm not going there, but Isaiah 45, 18 says, God created the earth to be habitable. So why was it inhabitable in Genesis 1? Because after he first made it, something went wrong. God started again. In the time of rain, pray. Ask for more. Be like Oliver. Oliver asked for more. Amen. What's the next vacation, next holiday we have coming up? Thanksgiving, ask for more gravy. Ask for more stuffing. Ask for more turkey. Ask for more. Amen. Only problem is that after you get the more, you're going to have to work it off. And you wonder, the kids came home for my birthday. Now I got five pounds to work off. The girls who all call me old, Effie in particular, our firstborn calls me old. 
You know, now they say, oh, dad, you're looking good. You look, what's the word? Svelte. I said, wow, I like that. After that, the svelte is now five pounds. It's got to come off. So when you ask for more, remember, you got more work to do. Amen. Ah, We're going to pray. You see something here in the Bible? Likewise, the Spirit himself. Not you, not me, but he himself. God will send you the rain. We can have a, he said, it's, it's a season of outpouring. Tell my people that pray for this, and then you tell them, I'm pouring out the rain of my spirit upon them. The old people would dream dreams. Start dreaming again. Young people, you see visions. What you see will come to pass. The Lord will bring it to pass. And when it comes to pass, you say, this is that. This is that which the Lord showed me. This is that which the Lord said. May this be your portion. Somebody say, I receive. It says, likewise, verse 26, the spirit helps our weaknesses. For we know not what to pray for as we ought. We ought to pray for this nation. We ought to pray for your marriage. We ought to pray for your life. We ought to pray for your job. We ought to pray for your children. We ought to pray for our church. A certain way to pray, but we don't know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself helps us. Make an intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered in intelligible speech. Praying from your spirit. Words that are placed not in your mind but in your spirit by the Holy Spirit. You are working together with the Holy Spirit. In the time of rain, God is the one giving the rain, but he says, I need you to work with me. Pray. Ask me for more rain. Come on, are you catching this? We're about to pray and I need you to see that part. God says, I'm going to pour out my rain, but somebody has to ask for it. Did you get something? Somebody, God needs somebody. You see this? So God wants to do something in Kenya, right? He says, I looked through all Africa. I looked at East Africa. I looked at Kenya. He said, I want to see if I can find somebody standing in the gap. Yes, amen. May it be in Jesus' name. God's looking to do something in Costa Rica. God's doing, looking to do something right here. Right here in Washington, D.C. Amen. So, Reverend John, this funny thing, right? I'm looking at this clip by Steve. Steve. Oh, what's the game? Steve Harvey, right? Steve Harvey. And, and, and he said... Uh, if, if you want to see how a horrible day, or no, if, if you want to, how did he say, if, if you want to have a unique experience, something like that, you need to go to the DMV. Initially, I, I'm, I look at it, I'm like, so I wanted to, to, to watch it because, like, you know, District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia, that's, that's what I, you know, I clicked on it. So I'm waiting for DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia. He meant motor vehicle, DMV. <laughs> I tell you, when your mind is saturated with 
I'm, Lord, use me for deliverance for this area. Every, you, you're so focused on that. Amen. God's looking for you. Praise God. You want to pray? Look at that. That's prayer right there. In verse 27, and he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's the word, intercession. Prayer. And working together with the spirit, then we know, verse 28, all things will begin to work together for you. Those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose, his purpose which he, they just prayed through the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we continue the series, I'll explain further. This is one of the scriptures. Um, we haven't taught it well in the body of Christ. We just go around saying all things will work together for good. No, all things don't work together for good. Uh -uh. That's, that's a bad interpretation of scripture. Hitler did not work together for the good of the world. Nine eleven. The blowing up of the twin towers. That did not work together for our good. You used to be able to pay, mm, say, $500 to go to, to London. You're not going to pay that now. Whatever you pay now, the amount they charge you for security is more than the price for the flight itself. Yes. Ever since 9-11. world has changed. Life cost you more because of something that 20 crazy people did who were backed by whomever, whatever is behind it. Fact is that it happened. It should not have happened. Not all things work together. Good. I don't know what you think. But coronavirus? No, it ain't working together for nobody's good. One of the brightest stars from my mother's family buried him yesterday. What do you call in America a real admiral, Navy Commodore. Got to that height, retired Navy Commodore. And after all that, he's still, guy's not tired. He went to law school. And COVID took him out. One of the brightest stars from my mother's family. Brother's a partner, an IT company. This guy, he was, I mean, just a nice guy. When I was a kid, I looked up to him. I admired him. When I was 12, I think, he went into the military, to Navy, started climbing. Became a Commodore, retired as, as a Commodore, Ghana Navy. Of it took him out. Just buried him. Just buried him. This thing is not hoax. This thing is not some lie. This thing is some real thing. And you need to take care of yourself. And pray against this. The world is groaning. It's time to pray. So let me show you this picture. And then we pray. This is, the Lord showed me that. So I'm going to show you that. 
I started up teaching with Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1, right? Okay. So look at it. It's prayer. Just Zechariah 10 1. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field. I want you to look at the last part. Every one grass in the field as this. Every blade of grass. Now every blade of grass here in the context is referring to every human being. We are God's garden. We are the sheep of his pasture. We are oaks of righteousness. We are the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. We are the trees God's planted. We good? All right, so this scripture is talking about humans, talking about us now. And God is saying he's going to target you and pour rain every one of us. The thing with the rain is that you need to get wet. You need to get drenched. The Holy Spirit so you can act at this. Now this is what we're going to use to pray. Go to Ezekiel 37. Everybody around the world you're going to use this to pray now, today, and then going forward until there's a manifestation of your harvest. Amen? Ezekiel 37. This is what you're going to do. Ezekiel 37. Verse 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the valley of, in the midst of the valley, which is full of, give me the last word, full of bones. Bones, dry bones. Verse 2, and caused me to pass by them round about. Just go around them, circle them. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. Remember in the teaching, the picture of the earth that is dry, that needs the rain to moisture the earth, seed, the first rains, and then latter rain to get it to blossom, harvest, remember? So same picture, dry bones, dry marriage, dry family, dry business, dry mind, no ideas, you feel stuck. No creativity, just feels stuck. Like people talk about a writer's block, you know. That's, that's your calling, that's your gift to you, an author, and you're just stuck. That's going to bring change. So here's a question, verse 3. Son of man or woman of God, Miss Rosalind, can these bones live? Miss Alva, can these bones live? Yes. Now, the first time the man said, Lord, I don't know, you know. Verse 4, look, listen to the Lord, verse 4. Again, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones. Say unto them, dry bones. 
Hear the word of the Lord. Here's my question to you. How come God himself did not speak unto the driver? Why did God need the son of man here to speak? Because God created you to work together with him. He made us on the sixth day and on the seventh day, God rested. And the rest of it, he said, my child, go do it. Make the earth fruitful. Dominate it. Use the name of Jesus to tread upon the enemy. He's watching to see. Everybody gets this? Jesus gave authority to his disciples. And they went out and they used it. They came back, Lord, you should have seen. Even demons are subject to us. He said, rejoice that your name is written in heaven. And then he himself rejoiced in the spirit that his children had gotten it. And they were now in charge. In control. Of a better designed life. God needs you. To ask him for rain. When he is raining. God needs you to pray. God needs you. Praise God. God needs. Lady Laura to capture. This message. So it can be sent out. Yes. There are, there are people in Ghana, West Africa, never seen Reverend Janice. But they, they want love listening to the messages that have been captured. When I'm going, Miss Laura, give me CDs. Take it. Changing lives that you people you never meet. <laughs> Gonna pray today. And you're going to prophesy. Do you, do you see this? You see, God said prophesy. God said speak to the dry bones. Okay, go to verse 7. Just, just wrap it up. So I prophesied. See this? So I prophesied. As I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And a shaking. And bones came together, bone to his bone. Verse 8, and I beheld and lo, sinews and the flesh, veins, muscles, came upon them. And the skin covered them about. And there was, but there was no breath in them. Now we're going to another dimension. There's no breath. Verse 9, then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. They heard the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. Based on what I'm teaching you now, somebody tell me what was happening before the sound of the mighty rushing wind came. That brought it. They were praying. They were praying. Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem. And they waited, praying. Lord, let it rain. Let it rain. Somebody say, Lord, let it rain on me. Lord, let it rain on my business. Let the harvest come this year. Before the end of this year, there will be a manifestation. 
Amen. God sees this. God sees this. Ladies and gentlemen, in this case, this was Israel. This was a nation. God's own nation. But God needed somebody to speak to the life of the nation. And to pray to the Holy Spirit to revive them. Verse 9. Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. And say to the wind. Thus says the Lord God. Come, O wind. Come from the four winds, the four corners of the earth. Oh, breathe and breathe upon them. Oh, breath and breathe upon those who are slain that they may live. Amen. I got hanger. They call it hanger, right? Hang your clothes on. Poked my nail, my flesh. Middle of the night. Painful. God said, remember what I spoke through. Seven. Don't bring together the collective memory. All the cuts, rations that you got. What you, what you know pain in the leg is like, don't do that. Go with by my stripes you are. Prophesy to the dry bones. Prophesy to your leg. Prophesy. Is somebody ready to prophesy to some dry bones, some area of your life you've been groaning, prophesy. Amen. Maybe you have everything together. That's fine. You're like Ezekiel. God says, prophesy to the nation. Prophesy to the nation. Ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea what you do today that can change a life a hundred years from now. I know for humans it's so remote, like a hundred years, it doesn't really matter. But some of the prophecies were spoken 500, 600 years before it happened. <laughs> Mr. McLean, sir, you know what amazes me? That after 400 years, God found somebody who read the prophecy and believed that after all these years, it can still happen. And prayed. I mean, that, for me, that's what amazes me. That there are some people who believe God this much. They trust. They're like, God said it. I don't care. That settles. I remember when I first came to America, there was that saying going around. God has said, has said it. That settles this for me. I like that. God is, I mean, isn't it amazing? 400 years before Jesus came, was born, there was a time of darkness in Israel. There's no light, no prophecy, no teaching. There was nothing. But yet in the temple, there was an old lady called Anna. And yes, and then the old man, Simeon. And these two would pray. 400 years of no teaching. When they were born, there have been 400 years of dark silence in Israel. And yet, somebody was still trusting God. There was still some light. When Jesus was born, Simeon said, Now I have seen the consolation of God. Let now your servant depart in peace. 
The man would not die till he had seen what God had prophesied through Isaiah that a child would be born. Unto you, a child is born, a son is given. The government of your life is on his shoulders. I want you to stand to your feet with me, and we're going to use the name of Jesus. And you and I are going to call upon the wind of the Spirit to blow upon our lives. You're going to speak to the dry bones of your life to be revived in the name of the Lord Jesus. Maybe you pray for a nation. Maybe you pray for a city. Maybe you pray for a family. Maybe you pray for an individual. I don't know. Maybe you pray for yourself. Whatever it is, however God leads you, pray. But remember this. God has told us in scripture that the Holy Spirit will give us life. Amen. The dry bones lived because the Holy Spirit gave them what? Life. Somebody raise your hand to the Lord with me. Ah, Father, thank you for the revelation you gave me that you are pouring out the rain of your spirit upon the people of God. Before they begin to pray, I ask that you bless them. Let the rain of your spirit fall on their hearts, fall on their souls, fall on their bodies, fall on the canvas of their mind. Paint new pictures of glory for them. Fall upon the soil of their heart in the name of the Lord Jesus. That as their hearts cry out from parched places, from thirsty places for the water of your spirit. Lord, that you break the fallow ground of their hearts and get it ready to receive seed. Seed that will germinate. Seed that will grow. Seed that will spring up in the name of the Lord Jesus. And not only spring up but blossom, mature, and become fruitful. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let the rain of your spirit come upon people in this sanctuary and all over the world. May the rain of the Holy Spirit come upon people. Rain to save, rain to empower, rain to grant grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus, that they'll function, they'll operate in their callings, in their offices. They'll fulfill divine purpose, divine destiny, in Jesus' name, receive the rain of God. Receive the outpouring. Receive of his spirit. Receive in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. By the faith of the living God, I call it down. And now, together, let's begin to lift up our voices. And now we want to pray. Speak to the dry bones of areas of your life. And also pray that the wind of the spirit will breathe upon that nation that God put upon your heart of this nation that city or the DMV this DC Maryland Virginia the region which we live now locally pray in the name of Jesus maybe for yourself I don't know but you got to pray right now you say Holy Spirit please renew the face of the earth of my community in the name of the Lord Jesus I pray drug dealers out I pray Increase and in prosperity in. There are some places where there's a food harvest. There, 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 there is a. There, there, there's no. There's no. There's, there are no grocery stores. They live. Instead of the place where there's harvest and abundance. They live in a food desert. That has to change. I don't know whatever desert there is in your life. That you are aware of. But we want to pray. That the desert will blossom in the name of Jesus. Yes, sometimes you find in some places, practically, there is a food desert. 
We want to pray that to change. Pray that to change. In the name of Jesus. There are places people don't have clean water. We want to pray that to change. We want to pray. I don't know, but I'm sure there are things that God has put in your spirit. Speak now. Prophesy now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. In subsequent messages, you're going to see that sometimes there's a, there's a desert of love, joy, peace. That there's desert of goodness, patience, kindness, temperance, faithfulness. But we want a harvest. We want abundance of love, of joy, of peace, of goodness. My God. <laughs> America is in a desert of love right now. America is in a desert of unity. We want to pray for abundance of love and unity. We want to pray for love, brotherly love. <laughs> pray against the division. Are you hearing me? We'll see that in subsequent messages, but let's pray for that right now before we go. Pray for love. Pray for joy. Pray for peace. That you pray for yourself. All right? These three you pray for yourself first. Love, joy, and peace. You pray for yourself. You get it? Yes. Love abound in your heart. Peace in you. Joy in you. Amen. Pray for that. Then we want to pray for goodness, for patience, for kindness. That is towards one another. This country, whatever country we are in, don't let politics divide the people. Brother, kill brother. Fight brother, shoot brother, all that. You know, no, no, no. Pray for kindness, for goodness, for patience. That is towards others. Hallelujah. I want to pray that will have faith toward God. That will be temperate. That is yield to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. With that instruction now, let's ask God for an abundance of his love, of his peace, of his joy. I pray for that for you. Pray for that. That God will reign his love. His love will be poured, shed abroad in your heart. By whom? Spirit. Let it be. Let it be. Where there's been a desert. Dryness. Dry bones. Because of a lack. Of. Absence of. Let love come. Let peace come. Let joy come. Be at peace. Be at peace. Be at peace. <laughs> be at peace. Oh, be at peace. Ladies and gentlemen, be at peace. Dear child of God, be at peace. The world, Satan cannot destroy you. This battle, you will win this battle. Because Jesus already overcame for you. You win this battle. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
receive his love, God's love, joy, and peace. In Jesus' name. Receive the shalom of God. And receive shalom from God. To renew your life, the face of the earth of your life, your environment, your nation, your community, your family. Receive it. Receive it. Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sometimes he works, the rain comes in a storm. It's a huge downpour. But sometimes it comes as the dew. Gentle. But the water is still there. Receive that. In Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the rain. And now may the same rain that has brought us love, joy, and peace come upon us to bear the fruit of patience, kindness, and goodness. One toward the other. In our families. In, right here in this church. Right here. Right here. As we pray this, we pray for this nation. Pray that. That there will be love and unity and agreement. Thank you. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you that we'll be spirit controlled, temperate in all things. Not crazy and wild in the streets, but temperate in all things. Thank you. Faithful to God. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Begin to lift your voice and just pray in the spirit. Pray however the Lord leads you. Before we end today, just pray in the spirit. Pray however the Lord leads you. Samandoris. Lebrandolo brocasta pandelebrendolibis. Zikaba andelebrendo zikahaya. Life, life, life. Life, life from God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Zikaba andala braga zikikiri andabrado zebrandolo brosti. Lebri ando zikratolo bros tamrandaya. In the time of the outpouring, ask God for more rain. Lebrandolo ros caprandolo bros tibrianda bracaturi. Lariendo zabindolo rosikibihande la bracandu zibi. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, go ahead and pray. Focus on something, God, even if it's just one thing. Know that I pray today about this one thing. This thing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
In Jesus mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. Zakatalaba anda barakatolo brondele breta kapahayas. Thank you father. Command all dry bones. To be revived. Rise up. Out of the valley of depression. In the matchless name of Jesus. Rise and shine. Become a mighty army. Fulfill God's destiny for your life. I pray that you be powerful. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. I pray power into your spirit. Power into your soul. And the power of the Holy Spirit. Quicken. Make alive. Even your mortal body. By the spirit of the Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Every dry area of your life. Receive the reign of God's spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for our young people to excel academically. In Jesus name. I pray for all to excel in character. In the nature. The fruit and the characteristics of the spirit of the Lord. Come, oh wind of the spirit, blow upon us your garden and let the spices thereof come forth as a sweet smelling fragrance unto the Lord. In this church, may we bear the fruit of the spirit. May we bear good fruit that honors God, that glorifies God. Thank you. In the name of the Father, name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In the matchless name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I declare it done. I declare it done. I declare it done. I declare it done. Amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Somebody give God praise. Glory be to God almighty. It's raining. I said it's raining. On my life. I know this. La grâce de Dieu avec moi. God's grace is with me. Be with you every day of your life. May you dwell in God's house forever. God bless you. Hallelujah. Lord, I ask that you bless the finances of God's people, their investments, their businesses, the works of their hands. All beyond that, make them healthy, everyone. Give us long life. Everybody healthy, strong, fulfilling divine purpose. In Jesus' name. We now give to you tithes, offerings, gifts of love. We give to our high priest, Jesus Christ, who worships you. In our behalf, this is our worship. Receive it, Lord, and bless us exceeding abundantly here on earth for the advancement of your kingdom. We receive wealth converted from the hands of the unjust and the world into the hands of the just to the church. 
Thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. Anybody given online, we have three ways that you can give. Information will be on your screen. Uh, but for those who are listening, uh, you can give via Zelle transfer to World Missions Ministries. The phone number for via Zelle transfer, for Zelle transfer to World Missions Ministries, phone number is 571-234-2387. This is for Zelle transfer only. 571-234-2387. You can give via PayPal online. You just go to wmmchurch.org. wmmchurch.org. Just click the donate button. Give as the Lord has prospered you and as you desire. God bless. You can also give by mail to World Missions Ministries. The address is 6805. East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. I repeat, you can send checks by mail to World Missions Ministries, 6805 East Clinton Street, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. And that's USA. God bless you. God keep you, all of you online. God bless you in your homes around the world. God bless. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.